0: One, two, three,
1: go. Happy
2: New, Year. Hey, Merry Happy Christmas. New yes. Year.
1: Merry, Merry, Merry. Happy New Year. I don't know if I've seen you in scrubs before, George. You look pretty good.
2: This is the classic, uh, the jeans <laughs> with the scrubs. Oh my gosh, that's, I love it. That's the classic weekend uh, when I don't wear pants and a collared shirt.
0: I love it. George,
3: you're probably not drinking.
2: Uh, I am not drinking. I'm having
3: coffee. Steve, you look like you've probably been drinking all afternoon on the beach or by the pool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. T- taking it easy today, which is steady drinking.
1: Steady drip. Bruce, what have you got going there? Pink Whitney. Talk about small town. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I was
3: selling cramps in honor of uh, New Year's Day. I made myself a, a, a fancy three olive martini here.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. Is that yeah. what that is?
3: It's yeah. a yeah. gin martini? Yeah, little gin martini there. So let's try to be just a little more mindful of not talking over each other so it's easy for him to can get it out quickly.
0: It's so hard for me not to talk over you just now because I. That's all <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to sure. do. Yeah, I no, <laughs> but I, I just, you when you day. say don't, when you say don't do it, I just wanted to talk over that whole fair thing. Enough. Fair I <laughs> enough. I just
3: waved the flag in front of the bull.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. We're having a couple of early drinks. Touching. How uh,
2: different we are in our like what our lives are going to be. So I think that's interesting. All of a
1: sudden, you're running this show like it's
0: bizarre.
2: Well, hold on. I'm the only one coming up with ideas, so there's a lot of
0: pressure here. Uh, I like the idea of a check-in, and and, uh, what are you you thinking about immediately and over the next couple of years? for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it.
1: Just kidding. Okay, Okay, well, that was the whole pod, so that was great. (laughs) See you guys. Um... It's December 31st, 2022. This is episode 51, New Year's Eve 2023
2: day, I'm day Don't want to sleep today. If we had
1: a day Here's the disclaimer George's audio is from the microphone in his laptop over a Zoom call Garbage in, garbage out That quality's not on me It was the best he could do under the circumstances And the content is great And just because it's 2023 doesn't mean we can swear and not warn you about it. There's a little bit coming up. Other than that, nothing too inappropriate this time around. This is the Snow Day Podcast with me. I never go first, but it's a new year, so what the heck? I'm Bruce Krentz, the one they left behind. What do you want to do? Like... This is probably the most uncertain time I've had in my life. Our Snow Day family doctor, George Alvarez.
2: Making sure that my kids got what my parents gave to me, and that was sound footing and safety to go forward, I think that would be the, the greatest gift I could give to them.
1: Speaker, author, and no fixed address, Stephen DeGroot.
0: You know, I'm all about the making the difference and the reach. So for me, I don't think I don't ever think of retiring.
1: And the newlywed, Leslie Hanson.
0: My,
3: you know, plan over the next couple years is more leaning towards starting a family than uh, exiting family time.
1: Our night is going to start pretty soon, and Steve, you have one hour, like from now yeah, till your yeah, reservation, yeah, or yeah, like a little yeah. Bit I've I'm, got, I'm... I've
3: got like forty-five minutes. I got a hard stop too here because it's already getting pretty late in Toronto.
1: Okay, it's been a long time since we did a check-in, probably before Les's wedding. Uh, but you were kind of pushing for it, George. You're working tonight, which happens to you pretty regularly on New Year's Eve, like every second or third year or something like that.
2: Well, yeah, I pushed the hardest because I'm the loneliest out of the four of you. I'm stuck (laughs) by myself at work. Uh, You know, I'm in in somebody else's office. We're having a ridiculously busy influenza season. Uh. And so I wanted to touch base with you guys because there's little chance that I will be leaving the hospital soon. And my best outcome for tonight is to fall asleep before New Year's Day and wake (laughs) up in 2023. So that's what I'm doing today, which is going to be, and I'm not drinking, which is sad because I always enjoy a a drink.
1: That is sad. Yeah. And unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you had Steve's boys, you sent us a thing in our group chat. Steve's boys ended up on a, like a WestJet vacation at your house playing ping pong. So how was that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Yeah. So Steve's boys were abandoned by their father and WestJet and Air Canada I housed them for a night and I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen one of them since our since our concert in March and I hadn't seen the older one in quite some time so I can't remember the last time I would have such dedicated uninterrupted time with one of my friends' children like I can't mm-hmm. even think like it would have to be in the decades and so that was a special gift and I got to know them a little bit better and we played a whole bunch of ping pong and my son got to hang out with them a little bit and my daughter. So yeah, that was a pretty special time. And then I dropped them off at the airport. And as far as I know, they have made it to the sunny beaches of Mexico somewhere.
1: So did the boys make it, I guess, is the question, or, or did they like end up at some of your other friends' house, like, just squatting their way across Canada? <laughs> They're at Les's place right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would have been, <laughs> been good. They had a really good time. Thanks again for that, George. That was all. It was just, it was perfect because they really enjoyed seeing George and they love him, of course, and haven't seen him for a while. And. Uh, but yeah, they did make it. We we, with all the weather in uh, Ontario, well, Canada, we booked with Air Canada, then with Swoop, then with Air Canada again, and then with Westjet. Then they were all getting canceled and pushed and moved, uh, and they were in Calgary. And we had friends there that were stuck for three and a half days. Uh, so they were only there for twenty four hours or so, probably thirty hours, and then they got here. So they made the best of it. So they are here. Bray just left uh, this morning because he had uh, a bunch of work to do <laughs> and some nearest <New> <laughs> plans. So he only stayed for four days, but Zane's here for another four. Yeah, it's good.
1: All right. It's awesome. What, what else is going on? Spinning your arms, working hard? What, are you, yeah. You've been all, been all I, around? I thought you were out I, on the West Coast. Did we get a picture from a Canucks game or something? Yeah,
0: Jeff. I had a really awesome December because I went to a, a Raptors game with Lester. I was in t- Toronto after his wedding. Um and we we hung out a bit and then I got to go to Vancouver and see Bacon. Uh and yeah, I went to Montreal. I have just been bouncing around, same old thing, flapping my arms, uh working hard. I started the book, so that's uh that's really exciting. Uh the book on the algorithm is finally underway and hopefully gonna be out in twenty twenty three. So I've spent a lot of time doing that. And Brivia is uh growing crazily. Uh so that's good. Yeah. We we did
1: the uh Zoom call or FaceTime or whatever with you guys and with Les and Alex. And then you went to a Raptors game and I watched Netflix. So yes. that was cool.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't a good game. I'll tell you, Les and I would have preferred to watch Netflix that night because because the Raptors were getting annihilated. Uh, they had a good quarter, but they got emaciated by uh, um, by the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets, I believe it was, right?
1: You know, it's kind of funny. I, I say Netflix, but we actually watched the game on TV and you're right. It was it
0: was a bit of a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost started. Brooklyn was playing so well, I I almost started cheering for them. <laughs> it's like wow, this this is really impressive. You <laughs> went to the gift shop and bought a jersey, and then yeah, I saw Bacon man. I, Hi, I'm Jeff Bacon. Uh, Atlas wedding. We're determined uh, to see each other this year before the end of the year, and we had a an amazing time. Of course, you can probably guess we didn't just do a hockey game. Uh, we stayed out till like three thirty, four in the morning, or something. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, Beautiful. it was good though. Good time.
1: Lester, you've been married for two months now. How's that? <laughs>
3: First two months have been okay.
1: <laughs> Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this marriage thing. Yeah, it's still okay. I was hoping for great, but I'll take okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
3: been great. It's been great. Um yeah, so since we were all last together, I guess you know at the at the wedding, we went on a fantastic honeymoon. We were in Spain and Portugal for a couple of weeks, and uh, since then we've been back here in Toronto and just kind of settling back into normal life, which has been nice. Christmas was good. I had my parents out here. Uh, we did the first uh, combined, like married couple, two family wedding. Flew my parents out here, and then took them to Alex's parents' place. So we had. Both sets of parents there, and that that was fun. Uh, I got off. I got off super lucky. My parents, you know, with with all the terrible weather coast to coast, my parents managed to fly here and back, just smooth as a whistle, um, which was a fluke because there was bad weather and canceled flights on all sides of them. They just got got very lucky, so I was thankful for that. The only other thing I want to point out is George, you have a fantastic looking haircut going on there, my man. Mm-hmm. Very fresh look. I don't know if that's special for New Year's Eve tonight or uh, just ready for the new year, but geez, you look sharp.
0: For no one to see. (laughs) For no one to see. (laughs) Thank you. Boys for
1: me, not like lots of the same old, same old. I mean, we did the Christmas loop down south. We uh, bounced through with a bunch of Marnie's family, which we haven't done. We saw for, I think, four years that we've done this tour, which we used to do pretty regularly. So, Christmas with her family, we had an evening with my sister, met up with Jim Rudd um, and his wife, Shauna, which we used to always do on Christmas Eve at uh, Ricky's Diner in Lockport. Steve, close to your old house, like your stomping grounds. Yeah your haunt. And then uh, over to Brandon and my brother was out there and Shannon and her kids and everybody. So the whole Krentz fam was in Brandon for a couple of days. Um, Our travel woes compared to everybody is kind of zero, but it took us 11 hours to get home from Brandon. We endured freezing rain, swirling snow behind a plow where we were going 50 kilometers an hour, someplace between Ponton and Grand Rapids, a line of 10 cars where you just think, oh, gross. Like get me out of here. Paige was following us in her car. So her and Murph are in her car. We both set out from Brandon and their GPS took them through Waterhen, which I'm not sure if you guys know exactly what Waterhen is, but it's a gravel road. So it's half an hour shorter, but it's a gravel road. But the GPS just said, hey, this is the better way to go. And Marnie and I had called ahead to Subway in Ashern so that the family could have lunch. So our GPS took us through Ashern, which is a better road, but they were in a foot of snow in Paige's Chevy Cruise. swirling snow like it was just the most awful trip they've ever had 60 kilometers an hour for an hour and a half like just absolutely awful no service so now we're feeling like they're upside down in a ditch because we're saying hey what's your subway order and we weren't getting their subway order it was terrible yeah so 11 hours home from brandon sucked but compared to three days to get to Mexico it wasn't so bad go 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 slow and you'll get there um the the only other check-in I have that I I feel like I have to make good with the universe the snow day podcast universe is after the one that just went out when the stuff episode was kind of something that I talked about or it's coming up in the next one I got a new snowmobile for Christmas and (laughs) I'm like I didn't want to get it. Marnie like legitimately bullied me into this. She was like, I'm tired of you breaking down. Like, come on, you have a job and we've saved up some money and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I actually paid for it in March. Um, It's a thing that they have. So you get a little bit of money off and a better warranty and stuff. And then it was supposed to get here in October. And then it didn't because the Skidoo BRP had a backlog like COVID thing. My sales guy called me and he said, you know what? I have an upgrade. So you bought a 600. But I have a 900 in the showroom that you can have tomorrow if you want it. It's exactly the same machine. It's just a little bit bigger. Same price. Like he gave it to you. Yeah. No. No. Because it was late, or he said he upsold you to the upgrade. He, he upsold me, which oh. was a smooth move. He was like, okay. "Yeah, BRP does this all the time. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is how we upsell people." Yeah. Um, so I, but I ended up getting it a couple of weeks ago, and it is like off the hook. Good. I'm I'm over the moon, and I'm so glad that Marnie pushed me into that because it's it's something that we're going to use all the time and it's new and it works good and nah, it's good like, for you man spend
3: some money on yourself i'm happy to hear that you got to do it
1: yeah once in a while i know i, f- I felt terrible about it and I, I honestly i didn't want to do it and now i'm just i it's all i think about like i've spent four hours on it today like i wrote it over here to michael's cottage so yeah Nice. So it's be, <laughs>
0: that that's that's check- awesome and what is it bruce what what did you get
1: I got a 900 Scandic LE, which is, so it's a tractor. It's got a low gear, like Guy Hansen would knuckle away a tear if he saw this thing, like you can move a house with it. So it's nice. not, it's not a racing machine by any stretch, but it's yeah. got a two up. It's got a big cargo thing on the back so that you wow. can move stuff around. Like it's totally what I'm going to use for hauling wood and dirt and dragging the trail so Marnie can go for a walk, but it also, it's got a sport mode, it, catwalked on me the, f- the first time wow. I drove it it was in eco mode and I was like this thing's kind of sluggish and I don't know it's a 900 and then popped it into sport mode and like catwalked across <laughs> the lake yeah it was, it was wild which I'll probably never do again but it was yeah. it was pretty cool so yeah anyway I'm, I'm excited about that a c- cool new toy I'm not <clears throat> proud of getting more stuff but hey <laughs> it's useful to me so I, I'll I, I'm gonna own it so, I'm so happy that you
2: got that because I was having a conversation with somebody about snowmobiling uh, recently and how much I miss it. So, that's perfect timing. My daughter gave me an oven mitt for Christmas, not <laughs> two, but an oven mitt, like one. And so, that's <laughs> really, so you got this awesome machine that can haul wood and drag a nice house across a lake. And uh, she didn't think I needed two oven mitts. She got me one oven mitt. So, we have
0: different Christmases. Hey, George, was it one of those rubber... Oh, yeah,
1: like the Teflon one or whatever? No, 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 that would be awesome.
0: <laughs> it was like from Lost and
2: Found. <laughs> yeah, I also got slippers for like a size seven girls so that I my heel this on the back. We won't talk about ridiculous christmas presents cuz that's not the theme of this talk, but we, I could have a whole talk about how ridiculous my christmas was this year it's so comical it's funny
1: i wish though your one oven mitt had a fish on it or a turkey or something like does it at least have some terrible picture on it billy bass no it's like
2: this pale green <laughs> like monochromatic like i'm not i wish I, if i was home i would show it to you like it's it's so I, I, I believe that might have been a last minute gift <laughs> like, a, like a panic
0: she found it on the way oh.
2: <laughs> she might have stolen it from her mother so, so she will have one and I will have one that'll be great two for one <laughs>
1: One thing we wanted to talk about was New Year's resolutions, but also not only are we in four of almost like the most different places in the world right now, from Mexico to Paint Lake to Les's home office in Toronto. <laughs> and you're at work, Georgie. But uh, New Year's resolutions and also how does the next couple of years look? It's interesting that you threw this out, George, because I wouldn't have thought of it as a topic, but it's something that Marnie and I are talking about daily right now, quite honestly. Wow. Daily,
3: that's often. I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued. That's awesome. Seriously,
1: yeah, I know. Somehow you're in my brain, man. Yeah. So this this actually came up
2: because of you guys. So when we had lunch uh, together, when I accidentally, awesomely found a vegan restaurant <laughs> for you and Marnie,
1: <laughs> which it was awesome though.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Megan and I really enjoyed it. I uh, I remember you guys were talking about retirement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And uh, and I you know I never like it was really fun to talk about it. Then I get home. And uh, to bring Bakes' story back in, my ex-wife goes to Vancouver with Zara to look at UBC, like to look at universities, because she's going to have to decide in this calendar year, 2023, Mm. what she's going to do. And they actually hooked up with Suze and Bakes. And so, you know, the last time Bakes probably saw my daughter, she was holding him in in her hands when she was three months old. And, uh, and then, um, Steve's boys come and I'm hearing about his son thinking about going to Denmark and how he worked with his honey factory as an engineer and his younger son is uh, talking about a job that he got with a bunch of buddies. Like, so we were really talking and I'm all going, holy cow, like, you know, this is so different. This is so different. I'm thinking about first year university where my son might go to high school and I have one friend uh, whose kids are clearly go like are flown the coop. have got good trajectories and sort of made me think about this topic along with a the theme of New Year's resolutions, which I've never been a big fan of. So I guess my two part question for you guys and then maybe I'll finish it at the end is. Wh- what is happening in the next couple of years, because for me, I'm totally concentrating on trying to set up my children to succeed in university and what they're going to have and then number two do you believe in year's resolutions because i generally don't because i think you should resolve throughout the year like you should be making plans like on a weekly or monthly basis like i mean that's a bit of an exaggeration but there's goals constantly in my life it's not january 1st and i'm gonna not you know do something i've never done before so that's where this came from
0: i've never been a really big resolution person i like i I kind of like the start of a new year, just like I like September when we were going to school and I like the end of the week and the beginning, like, but I've never been a big resolution fan. Like if I want something, I do it. If I, you know, if I want to set a goal, I, it it doesn't have to be on a a momentous occasion. Uh, I think the only time I really sat around and made one was when we were sitting around the table a few years ago. (laughs) Right. Uh, And again, I I chose something like less took the lead on the plastic thing. Right. I think it wasn't really a resolution. It was like, I'm going to stop using plastic bags. And I think I've used three since that day. So uh, it's it was very successful. But no, I'm, I'm not a big resolution guy. and I don't think they, you know, I mean, statistically, uh, 95% of them fail, right? And I've known that for a long time, <laughs> right? So I think just kind of knowing that, uh, you know, it's kind of taking the edge off. But uh, so no, so the answer is no. There is something about a new year, Um Uh, it's funny because I don't think about Dave very much, but for some reason this morning, I was like, it's going to be 13 years in May. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I think around Christmas, I, you know, my goals were to see family, to see George. I think it was great to see the boys hang out with George. Um, but I think if, if there's going to be goals, it will be sleep and seeing friends more. Well, there you go. Keep it simple. Nothing wrong with that. Sleep and seeing friends. Yeah. Seeing friends.
1: Les gave you your last resolution, so he's about to give you your next one. <laughs> no, no more fossil fuels.
3: <laughs> I'll take the opposite side of that view on um, resolutions. I know a lot of people don't get into them, you know, say, ah, why do you bother doing that? I think they're kind of fun. You know, they can be they can be goofy. You know, Steve, you're right when you say 95% of, of resolutions, you know, aren't successful, but you could apply that to anybody's goals. You know, people for the most part, don't do what they say they're going to challenge themselves to do, right? So in my mind, like for goal setting, uh, anything you can do to kind of make it fun and make it a little bit public and and kind of get it out there in the world gives it a better chance of actually flying. My New Year's resolutions are never something like really serious to my life. Uh, They're usually just kind of like a little side project, right? So I've done tons of them. I actually don't have one ready for this year. I guess I've got a few hours to think about it if I'm going to come up with one. You know, but you guys, you guys know. I mean, I gave up eating meat one year as a New Year's resolution. I gave up alcohol for a hundred days, <laughs> right there. I've had uh, I've had all sorts of them that just were kind of like one off. You know, I I said I was going to do a thousand miles on my bike before my fiftieth birthday, starting mm-hmm. on January first. Right, they're just kind of like you know, kind of like fun one off things. And if they if you challenge yourself to be disciplined on something that's kind of small in the big picture like that, I think it it. Uh, helps you with the more serious goals that you set for yourself, which I agree with Steve certainly don't need to be done on a calendar year basis. Right. But you know, so,
0: so that's kind of how I feel about them. Yeah. I like that positive, positive spin that positive outlook.
1: We've got about 25 minutes left in this recording at max less. So you've got that much time to think of something. (laughs) I like your spin on it Mine for this year Before I let George go on this Is It's kind of the same as you None of them are too serious I'm not going to try The chin-ups thing again Or the (laughs) pull-ups That went like and we're not even going to go down that road again. Marnie and I are on a. We've committed to a dry February, but we're doing it in January again. So t- 28, 28 okay. dry days in January, which is a, <laughs> it's 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 a good one and an easy one. Also, we but we have talked about spinning that out into not your hundred days, but trying to uh, mm-hmm. trying to maybe keep some of that going for hundred days. We we won't make that long. There's a couple of big events in there that I just know my willpower won't allow me to uh, not cut loose a little bit. But uh, it's
3: an interesting challenge. You know, I've been yeah. pushing. I've been pushing. The alcohol pod for a long time. I know, I know. Everyone's too scared to jump on it. hundred percent, I know. Maybe this will be the year that we do a pod on drinking.
0: <laughs> hey guys, I went 20 days without drinking in
3: December, hardest month of the year. Wow. 20 non-consecutive days. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know you steve <laughs> they're, they're consecutive they're consecutive
1: we got that one the only other thing and it's a, a lot along year lines less is i want to try to produce three songs in the next coming year so i've done that a little bit in the past put together some little songs usually cover songs or marnie sings and i play some of the music and stuff and I, I like doing that but i've been having trouble sitting down to do it so over the course of this next year i'd like to get uh, three of those in the can. So that it's, it's an easy one, but it's a, it's a little bit of a goal. So those, those are probably my big ones. And then the usuals, you know, be a better person, live a little bit healthier, get a little bit more exercise.
2: Yeah. So Bruce, I don't like uh, that time commitment away from the pod. So if you're going to produce... Like, I don't like it because the pods don't come out fast enough for me, so I'm, I'm already not liking this resolution.
1: It's funny. I meant to couch it as I was preparing that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew that you guys were going to say, no, the pod is number one, so do not spend any other time on anything in front of your computer except the podcast. <laughs> I'll get. The, I'll keep the pods coming. Don't worry. <laughs>
2: so, for my resolution, so I I, I probably misspoke uh, when I introduced this topic is <laughs> I think I was big before. I'll explain what I meant by that. So I think I used to be a big resolution guy. Uh, and it probably had to do with the fact, the way that uh, Les explained it, it's low-hanging fruit. It's fun. Uh, it's something that you can check off. It usually is very time-limited. Like, can you do 100 push-ups a day in all of January? Can you do dry January? Like, it, it is low-hanging fruit. So I um, I've been so driven for my career, as you guys know, for so long that it was just always check, 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 muscle, muscle. Like I I was just always been so resolute in to get to where I wanted to be that resolutions didn't seem like a big deal. But for a number of years, it was super fun. And and two things I took away from it. One is I wrote them down and I stuck them to uh, the Mm -hmm. fridge because I read somewhere, like uh, Steve had mentioned, most of them, uh, the vast majority uh, fail. And it's because they're not doable. They're not time limited and you don't write them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and and they're not fun. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be like I'm an you know I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to stop drinking. Uh, I'm 400 pounds. I better lose. Well, although that would be good advice <laughs> yeah.
3: from the doctor. Anyone listening, the doctor says if you're an alcoholic, you should stop drinking. I'm just clarifying his words.
0: Little little on the nose, but and if you're if you're 400 pounds, you should have a salad. I think I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, or or you know, two words. I'm full. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I obviously that's dark sense of humor. So I used to big a big resolution guy only because I thought it was fun. And then I've now gone away from not really making resolutions but to do little fun things. Like what am I going to do in January? Am I going to try to ski 4 times, which would be like the most I'd ever ski in a month ever. So I think my resolution for this year is going to be a combination of not trying to drink uh, doing a certain amount of uh, push-ups or sit-ups and try to ski a little bit more with my family. So my resolutions tend to be quite time limited. Like I'm going to do this in January, rather than I'm going to do this for the next 12 months. So that's that's my take on resolutions. Is I think it really is a short-term kind of fun goal, and that's yeah. what my
1: good good way to get through January February when it's <laughs> cold and dark. <laughs> Although Steve's got some crazy sun shining on his face, like it's been dark in Thompson for two and a half hours
0: already. Yeah, the sun's <laughs> starting to set here. It's plus 29. It's their cold season.
1: That sounds all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Minus 21 in the outhouse this morning. But
0: yeah, I saw that.
1: Ooh, good way to start the day. You wanted to talk about the next two or three years? Do you want me to start this off since I kind of got you going, George, and then you guys can, because I think, I I feel like I'm sort of in a, the most interesting situation of the four of us, I guess, just sort of being like the, <laughs> the social servant person, right? I have the clearest path to Freedom 55, which isn't, not really, because I've changed jobs enough times, but lots of my friends are retiring when they turn 55. So a good friend of mine who I spend a bunch of time with is going to retire in a few months. Like he turns 55 and he will not work another day after that. And, and I see him all the time and it's, it's crazy, right? The one day he said, you know, I'm going to retire when I'm 55. And I said, yeah, I know that. And somehow in my mind, he was the same age as me. And he's like, you know, that's in two months, right? And I was like, holy cow, like in two months, you're not going to go to your office ever again. And Marnie and I aren't quite there, but at the same time, as a teacher your off-ramp is a lot more clear than it is probably for you, George, or for you, Steve, or even less in the world you're in, right? And so um, we've ended up starting to talk about this quite a bit. Can I retire when I'm at 55? Yes. You know, money-wise, it's probably not perfect. Like, I should work a little bit longer, but it's not out of the question. And then you start to see, like, I'm going to turn 53. I've got a pre-retirement thing. Like, I could be retired in a year and a half, which – I can't even get my head around, but sometimes you think about that. And you guys have left jobs. Like once you see the end coming, it's hard not to think about that. When you're 45, you say, you know Yeah, I'll work till I'm 60 because I want to have things to do and this and that. And then one day when you, you see this and think, you know what, maybe I don't have to go to work. Now, I don't hate my job, but I also don't love it the way that George does. I could leave that job and do something else and probably be just as happy probably not make as much money as I do right now it's going to be hard to replace that but you start to think about it a lot the other thing that Marnie and I talk about a lot is what do you want to do like this is probably the most uncertain time I've ever had in my life like even leaving high school like what do you want to do when you grow up it was clear for us we were going to go to university mm-hmm. like you didn't yeah. really know what you were going to university for but you knew you were going to university and now you've got four more years to figure it out and as you go through university you, like, your path starts to move whereas this is in some respects and even more blank slate okay i'm going to have some money to live but i don't i don't want to just travel 12 months of the year like that's not me i need a little bit of purpose and that's what marnie said too but what what do you want to do it's hard and you want to do something but we're also i think in some respects sold a bit of a bill of goods and almost like i've seen this lots with with young people that work for me now it's this whole work life balance thing that we talked about no you should only work to live right you shouldn't you know, you deserved your downtime, and you know the world is your oyster, and all of those kind of things. To me, a little bit, it's like, okay, at fifty-five, you should retire because then you don't have to work anymore. But you still need something to do. But at, with that said, I'm not sure what to do. So it won't be fifty-five. But lots of our friends are retiring right now, just especially where we live in Thompson. The kind of jobs that people are in—that's what happens here. Everybody's got a pension coming, and they're going to retire. And what are you going to do? So we spend lots of time talking about it. Do I know what we're going to do? No, not at all. Spend more time at Paint Lake? Absolutely, where I am right now. But the world's a big place. That was a long tirade. You started this, George. So I don't know who's going next, but uh, some thoughts on that or what you guys got planned over the next couple of years.
3: Bruce, That's it is hard to believe. I mean, what you just said was very clear, very logical, very well laid out. It is equally hard for me to believe that you are old enough to retire. <laughs> I'm I'm saying you. I'm like leaving. <laughs> I'm ignoring the fact that I'm only a year younger than you. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, how did you get so old? Like what happened to your life?
2: <laughs> so I, I'm glad that this conversation has gone this way. And and that's like when I was thinking about resolutions, I think if we've had this conversation five years ago. This part would be very different. We'd literally be talking about, oh, I want to sell a company. I'm going to start a company. My kids are finishing university. Now our resolutions are melting into, well, it's actually where my the life, my family and, and I are going. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. So for me, the next couple of years are the intensity and the scrutiny of my decisions regarding my kids are getting magnified. So I am thinking about stuff that I doubt my parents ever thought about. Um, Where are they going to go to university? Because as Bruce pointed out, for us, it was only one choice. We're going south. We're going to Brandon or Winnipeg. That was it. Why would you go further? Uh, Another plane ride, more expensive. You want to be close to home. Uh, We already had lots of family and friends established. But for my daughter, I will be surprised if she stays in Alberta. Like, she's got itchy feet. Like, she she loved Halifax and Dal. She really liked UBC, especially hanging out with fakes. To- Hi, I'm Jeff Bacon.
3: Yeah. Toronto!
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm steering her away from Teal because I think it's too big. I'm giving you some advice on what the first couple of years should look like. Uh, I'm thinking about their housing. You know, so my decision about my next-door neighbors has, you know, is directly related to where they're going to live and their future. And so, as a consequence, for me, retirement is so far in the in the distance because my kids are um, are, are just younger, obviously. So I, have to, I simply have to work more. Like I can't not work. And because I started my career relatively late, I mean, we even say Steve is in that category. It took us way longer to get where we wanted to be, and Steve is still growing, whereas I, I think, plateauing is probably a better. Or cultivating or nurturing in my career versus Steve, who continues to ascend. So I am nowhere near retirement. And then I guess the fourth point, because Bruce brought it up, I remember when my dad retired and I was outright talking to him, telling him it was a terrible idea. You should not retire at 55. I know you're gonna have a full pension. In my head, you're gonna wither, you're gonna get, you're gonna, you know, gonna fail. And sure enough. It was just a steady decline of 15, 17 years where he had less and less to do. That's not gonna be Bruce's problem because Bruce has a ton of sort of extracurricular activities and life things, and he wants to produce bullshit songs and <laughs> take away from our snow Pod <laughs> podcast. He's got lots of things in the in the can for him. Uh, whereas, you know, for us, we got lots to do. But I think about our cohort who went into Inco. And I think this is a, a product of, you know, Bruce staying in our hometown is, uh, you, you're right, the pathway is very clear. If you worked at Inco, we have many friends that have retired, they've all moved south or stayed there. They, to a person, have all got a second job. Nobody can retire at 50 to 55 without getting like demented or just itchy feet, cabin mm-hmm. fever. Like you, we're, we're too programmed um, to not want to do something. So uh, I I am certainly way in the distance. And luckily, I chose something that requires a lot of mental capacity uh, and the only physical stuff really involves the call and the fatigue that becomes a bigger and bigger burden. So I guess in summation, (laughs) after I make several points there, I would say that my next couple of years and thus every New Year's resolution for the next three to five years are really about making sure that my kids got what my parents gave to me and that was sound footing and safety to go forward and to make sure that they're successful because that will be my biggest success of my life life, is to make sure that they like turn out the way my parents wanted me to turn out I think that would be the the greatest gift I can give to them
1: well that's that's super well said. I want to rip you a little bit just that that's maybe the most helicopter parent thing I've ever heard. But but it's also very heartwarming. So like, I I don't disagree with that. I'm I'm in the exact same boat as you, right? You want your kids to succeed. If you don't, who does? You should yeah. be your kid's biggest cheerleader. You should. I appreciate that. And, and I'm 100% with you on find another job or find something to do, right? Like we've seen too many people... That either wither away or exactly what you said. Every, pers- every person that retires from Valet gets another job. And now they're making tons of money. <laughs> they have nicer snowmobiles than I do. It's
0: like Bamberger. Bamberger's been retired. He's still collecting a full salary for two years yeah. and working at another mine, right? Like, you know, that's, that's living crazy and enjoying it. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Bamberger.
1: Before the sun goes down on you, what's, what do you got going?
0: I never feel like I'm working right? I love everything I do. Like, I love it. I love it so much. I get to work with really fun, smart people. Uh, when I went to Vancouver and we had a, our big strategic planning session for Brivia, it was a pretty big deal. Like, we flew five people in. It's like, you know, doing all this strategic planning. I felt like I was playing business owner. I think I told Les that, like, it doesn't, you know, they're like, Steve, you need to get your head around this. I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, that's what you guys are for, you know? And I'm all about the making the difference and the reach. So for me, I don't think I don't ever think of retiring. Like, I just think about doing more, having more reach, making more impact, you know, and, uh, and, and staying healthy, doing it. That's where sleep, I always have George's voice in my head, right? Just get more sleep. And I've been working, I've been working on that and stuff, but I'm um, retiring and the boys. Oh my gosh. Like, it's crazy. Like Lester, I, I you Know if you can be half as, as fortunate as me to have the kids that I have, it'd be amazing, right? And if I can be as fortunate to make as half as much money as you have, uh, that'd be great too. Um, but they're at a point where Bray's moving to Europe, pretty sure, like he's he's winning all these things already, he's leading teams, he's like he is set. And uh, Zane, even at 20, he's not even done his. Uh, the business stuff yet, and he's already been offered a commercial sales position, like beat out some people that have been in the business already. And he just went, they didn't even prep for the interview. The kid is a natural. Uh, so they're on their way. And I, I agree with George. All I did is I paid for every single thing for them. I made them as comfortable and as loved as possible so that when they have money in the bank, so that when they leave school, they've got the best possible chance, right? Uh, so I see for work, I see the next three years, me just doing what I'm doing. I'm just gonna keep on keeping on and try to get more sleep and see you guys more. You know?
3: It was interesting for me to listen to George say that this sort of level of mindfulness came to him through the interaction with Steve's kids and thinking through, you know, all three of you guys have kids, you know, getting to the age where they're now starting to embark on their adult journeys. And that's a huge transition. And, you know, amongst the four of us, I now find myself in the interesting position of being at the opposite end of that spectrum. My, th- you know, plan over the next couple of years is more leaning towards starting a family than uh, exiting family time, right? <laughs> so I feel like uh, we all have very, we all are in very unique situations here you know alex and i obviously have been having lots of conversations about okay well, now we're married what's our family going to look like and how is that going to take shape over the next few years it's quite conceivable that there will be significant change in my life over the next couple of years as well so lots to think about lots of those conversations different from yours but same as yours yeah i'm so excited to hear that i can't, I can't wait
2: a uh, piece of advice for Les, you got to go deep to have a boy, to quote uh, Warner <laughs> I was going to say,
3: you got you to attribute that quote to the author, because it's one of my
2: favorite quotes ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is.
0: It's,
2: more, it's uh, Donovan's 50th in That's Chicago. True. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> you got to yeah, so go
0: deep to have a boy. Oh,
3: I've I've used that quote so many times. <laughs>
1: Should
3: old
1: acquaintance be forgotten? And never brought to mind Should old acquaintance be forgot And days of old lang syne We've got four more minutes left in the pod. What's going on for tonight, George? You already told us you're, you're hoping that it's not too crazy in the ICU. Do you sleep at the hospital or are you going home tonight?
2: Oh fuck no! I got uh, residents to do that for me, so I'll uh, I'm gonna get home and uh, just get hammered and hopefully I don't get called in. <laughs> no, I will. Uh, <laughs> what I will do is I'll reach out to a few people, and on the way home, uh, I will see if they're there, so I can drop by and say Happy New Year and get some food uh, and stuff. And uh, and my hope is with the help that I have is uh, I will just have a quiet uh, New Year with, you know, th- th- that's all that will happen. So that's what's going to happen with me tonight. I will have a typical on-call holiday, any holiday I've ever worked. I have uh, very little plans because they can always change.
1: Yeah. Anything can happen. Cool. My, my night tonight, will be drinking, George, just so you know. We're here at Studio P, but it's just uh, Marnie and Paige and her boyfriend, Cody, are out for the night. And we're just going to kind of hang out and there's some other people down around the corner i'm not sure if we'll see them or not but just kind of kind of playing it cool
0: so cool. it'll be good i believe we skyped last year or not skyped but we uh we Facetime last year didn't we bruce on New years you yeah we so. were at uh, paint lake we had some yeah, snacks
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah a little, little, good. Bit, little good. bit later in the night a little bit different i'll go ahead
0: of less because i am curious about what lester's doing tonight i always wonder what he's up to in, in t-town um yeah, we're we're getting prepared. Like it is, we're at this resort that goes all out. Like it's crazy, right? This was a this is one of those epic family adventures. Where I'm not an all inclusive kind of guy, and Catherine isn't either. But it's easier for the boys just to be in a place that has absolutely everything. Don't, um, don't
1: apologize. Own it, man. Own it. They have
0: been. Oh, it's it's a bit too busy though for me. Like I I love it for us, right? But there apparently this is one of the biggest friggin' New Year's Eve parties in Port of Ireland. Like they started setting up. 36 hours ago <laughs> 75 people full-on like they have redone the whole resort and apparently it's gonna be the food the tables the food is gonna be out everyone that's been here I'm talking to them like we come here here it's amazing amazing I'm like okay so so apparently we're gonna be in this massive party uh, that starts at 6 30 and goes till 2 a.m with an incredible fireworks show and uh yeah you know it's weird that Bray went but I, I get Bray needed to get home but you know Zane's here Catherine's here and Just looking forward to uh, really the food here is uh, like some of the best food I've had in like a very long time. Uh, So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to some good food and some good drinks. And uh, the food is second only to Les's wedding, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. That was honestly that uh, Les's wedding. The food at Les's wedding was uh, spectacular, (laughs) but we didn't have it seven nights in a row. Thank God. (laughs) No, it's a, it's a, yeah, no, the food's, the food is unbelievable here. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, but Lester, what about you? What are you up to tonight? in Tio? Steve, I hate to
3: disappoint you, but I'm going to take the opposite end of the spectrum from you. I <laughs> gave up on New Year's Eve a good 10 years ago. It's been at least a decade since I've gone out and done anything uh, sinister on New Year's Eve. Uh, I think it's the worst night of the year yeah. in, in the city. I mean, it's great. You're, <laughs> I've I been mean, going away to a beach or something is an awesome idea yeah. always, but in the city, it's the absolute worst night of the year to go out. Uh, restaurants are terrible. They're packed. The service is terrible. The food, it's like the worst meal and the worst service you're going to get any end of the year. You're going to pay twice as much for it. You can't get a cab. Like it's a nightmare. So, nope we yeah. have become a stay at home new year's eve couple for a long time <laughs> so we ordered in dinner from a very good restaurant here in toronto it got delivered a while ago alex is just setting it up and starting to get a little impatient with me to go uh, <laughs> I, I was mixing i was like oh i got this pod you know gonna have a drink an early new year's drink with the boys i made myself i went fancy and actually made myself a martini for the call because i knew you'd all have a drink in your hand and as I was walking over here to my laptop, Alex looks at me, and she goes, where the hell's my martini? What are you doing? <laughs> like, okay. So I've been sitting here like nervously for the last hour knowing I got to get off this laptop and I got to go make my wife a martini or I'm in big shit on New Year's Eve early. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
0: that's not, that's a, yeah. You want to correct yeah, I gotta, that I gotta, the to I got to get, get that
3: yeah.
1: done. Leave that in
3: 2022, exactly. dude. Exactly. I'm learning, <laughs> Steve. I'm learning. You guys have all set good examples for me. So thank you for that.
1: Slowly but surely, okay
2: because this is my uh, topic I'm gonna maybe I'll wrap it up. please. I like that Les doesn't do very much on New Year's because I've become like that too. I, I Christmas is so so much better than New Year's for me. but my daughter's birthday is today. So Zara turns seventeen. Oh
0: happy no birthday Zara. Happy birthday, Zara. So
2: it's her birthday and she's super excited because she's one year away from being legal and she's starting to realize, wow, I'm going to have like two reasons to celebrate New Year's for the rest of my (laughs) life. And the way she was talking about her birthday yesterday, because you have to go to my house to get like the presents and stuff, uh, because I'm obviously working and she's going skiing tomorrow with some friends, is... How excited she was about the day. And and it it made me reflect yeah, I remember when I was young and New Year's was such a big deal. And you're so excited to do it. And then, and just like everything else, when you get older, your priorities change. And now, New Year's is, well, half the time I'm working, like Bruce said. You know, last year I was actually in Cancun with Megan. So, 365 days ago, I was in Steve's position and had a very different New Year. So, I would rather go away. I'm working or I want to stay home. Yeah. Like there is no yeah. in between. Indeed. Like it's I'm either doing something great or I'm doing nothing uh, and it should be hot when I'm doing something great. So I think that's another interesting thing about new year's and new year's resolutions to how, how your children and how younger people um, place value on it yeah. versus when you get older. Yeah.
1: Sweet wrap on that, George. Here's the funniest thing that I'm not sure if Murph's going there tonight. So Paige is here at Studio P oh. with us. Murph's in town Do you guys know Riverview Restaurant? Les, I I don't even think that was here when you were here, but Steve, you know Riverview? Yeah, yeah. And it was like Chinese food restaurant, but somehow they've morphed into having local rappers go and do shows there, like hip-hop rap shows. (laughs) Thompson local, and Murphy said, like some of his friends or people that he went to high school with, some of them are the performers and they're into it. And he said... I don't know if I want to go, but why not? Right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, no, you got to go. You got to go. Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, I like, yeah you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got to go. Yeah. If we were home, I probably would have gone. Like. <laughs> that sounds fun. So I hope he I hope he does. Um, OK, I think we got to go because George just left the call. Uh, yeah. Code pink. Code uh, orange hue. Hopefully not a code white. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Hey, and you know yeah. what? Shout, yeah. out
3: to, shout out to George and everyone else in healthcare who works on a yeah. night like this so that, you know, we can yeah. all go out and get drunk and get stupid and Crazy, end right? up in a yeah. hospital and someone will take care of us.
0: And be sure that we got
1: stitches like, in our heads. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When's the last time you worked on New Year's Eve? Like, never. Never. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I never. worked, worked? No, I've never.
0: No, I did. I think Chicken Chef. I worked, uh, Fred Mighty and I. Shout out to Fred, Frederick G. Mighty. You delivered food? <laughs> No, we cooked in the kitchen. We had to cook in the kitchen until 11. We'd mix our drinks in the in the milkshake blenders. He'd make peanut Oh, so George is back. He just went to make himself a drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you go make yourself a drink? No, I was actually
2: talking to the vascular surgeon. He called me about the patient. I'm waiting to come back from the OR.
1: And on that note,
3: okay. he trumps us all and we have to sign off.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we yes. got to let you go. <laughs> From all of us at the Snow Day Podcast family, including producer Mike, social media Todd, and the secret weapon, Shannon Krentz, we wish you and yours the best in 2023. we will take a cup of kindness yet for